Today's episode is brought to you by Sadie Harper of Southern Ambition. So that has kept us going through all of this past couple months has been nuts. It's been crazy. You don't know where, who knows where we're going to land when all of this comes out in the end. But that magic happens and continues to happen and will continue to go on, whether we're doing it virtually or whether we're doing it in person, that keeps me going. Like, I'll go through anything to keep that happening because it means a lot. It's increasing the intrinsicness of the positivity in the world. Like, yes. it's not me. I don't, it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful to be able to be a part of it. Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Hey, I am Sarah Mandras. And I am Jenny Midgley. And this is The Girls Who Do Stuff, the show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. Got it. And today we have with us Sarah Clark Elliott. And I love how your house has three names for every person. It does. <laughs> well, so my I have three names because I have a daughter who's got my maiden name. Mm-hmm. And so I could either go Sarah Clark when I'm a parent at school. Mm-hmm. That's her last name. Or I can go Sarah mm-hmm. Clark Elliott with everybody else. Or just Sarah Elliott. And Sarah is the director of operations for Rockstar Connect, which is a... in. Well, it used to be an in-person networking group, and now it's 100, almost 100% virtual. Yes. But, and this was started with you and your husband, Stephen David Elliott, hence yes. the three-named house. It's so <laughs> strong when it's three names. It There's really is. There's such strength to that. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. I'm just going to just go around and use all three of mine all the time now. You should. It makes you more findable when you, when somebody wants to Google you, if they know all three names, who has all three of your names? Like nobody. Nobody has my maiden name. Sarah Denome. No. You're going to find It's very confusing for me when I see things that come from Sarah Denome. I have to do like the the thing in my head. Oh wait, no, that's Sarah Madras. Yes. (laughs) I didn't change my name until we'd been married for 11 years. My maiden name was Barman, but nobody knew. Like I, on social media, it wasn't a thing when I got married, but it's been a while. And because of the work that I did and I wanted to stay a little bit like anonymous. So I used my husband's name, at, which is Midgley. And I only changed my name because my mom booked us a trip, um, a cruise and put everybody under Midgley. Mm. And I was like, I have to renew my passport anyway. Mm-hmm. I had talked to the travel people and they were like, really? You haven't changed your name? And I was like, nope, haven't, but I guess I, I am not now. ruled by a patriarch society. <laughs> right? But it was just like, it started because I couldn't have my maiden name. If I changed my name when I was working for the federal government, if I changed my name, everything in the system would right. change. That's why I've never changed Because everything was t- um, attached to my yep. social security number. Yep. It's a pain. Yeah. But now it's, it is what it is. I could have been like, honey, you don't have anything tied to yours. Change yours. Yeah. It's way easier. Yeah. <laughs> what is nice though, is when you get something that's addressed to your, your maiden name, they've got it off of an old list. Like it's something around a credit card offer or whatever. I'm like... Yep. <laughs> I don't even know my name. <laughs> so tell us about you. From the beginning? or no, I, want, I want your deepest, darkest secret. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, was, I was totally joking, but she's about to go there, so I'm she just really going to sit back and watch. 
(laughs) I, like everybody, have been through crazy trauma and have come out better on the other side from it. So here we are. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that it's a story that's unique from anybody else. I think what's unique is how you get through the trauma. Yes. So tell us that unique story. Okay. So when I was a kid, I had just like the most idyllic childhood ever, like picture perfect. Like my parents never argued and I have three younger brothers and we grew up in a, like a upper middle class neighborhood and I was good in school and or reasonable in school, not a great student, pretty good in school. And then all of like one day when I was 17, I came home, like I, I was doing my normal thing. I had been in school I came home from school and my mom and my you know brother, I have a younger brother who's 12 years younger than me. They were not home yet. And she usually goes, I knew she had an appointment that day and she had gone to the grocery store or something. So I just wasn't worried about it. And then I went to work and I got called at work and my manager answered the phone and went white as a sheet. And he said, Sarah, don't pack up. I mean, just pack up. Don't worry about cleaning up anything. And I was working retail. I was working at a Panera Bread. So there's mm-hmm. the cleanup stuff you have to do when you end your shift. And he was like, just don't worry about it. Just go home. And I was like, am I in trouble? Right. He's like, Did no, you're not in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not in trouble. Just go home. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so my mom that day had passed away in a car accident mm-hmm. on 98, like just out of the blue. No reason for it to happen. She crossed over the center line into oncoming traffic for... I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like it just, mm-hmm. and it blew my life apart. Like mm-hmm. it just, when you lose somebody immediately, like instantly, you just don't know what to do. So my mm-hmm. brother is still around. He was in the car. He's still around. He's awesome. But it just, it sidetracks your whole life mm-hmm. when something like that happens. So I went to college and I didn't really know what I was going to do and floundered through it and made it out in four years, amazingly, because mm-hmm. yeah. it was a disaster yep. <laughs> you know you go in and like you your head is so not in it at that point you're just like okay I'm like doing the routine and whatever and it sucked right it <laughs> is, it's like this fog where you're like sleepwalking where you're like I'm here I'm going through it but right. I'm not really present well it's and your brain is like split in two you're here like you're saying like you're not really present but it's really almost like a dissociative state like mm-hmm. you're that you're waking up and you're going through the motions and you're doing the things and sometimes you forget about all that trauma yeah and then other times it's all you can think about and, and for a long time it was all I could think about and like I'd compartmentalize and push it away and just do schoolwork but it was like shallow and empty and not in like my heart wasn't in it obviously yep. so yeah. I didn't know at that point, like you're in college and you're studying to be a professional and I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I did what I like to do, which is to read. Mm-hmm. So I have an English degree and English literature degree, which gets you nothing and nowhere. Nobody's going to pay you to read unless you're a published author like yep. already. No. So I came out of college and did nothing. Because I had no, I had skills, but I have skills to read and write, mm-hmm. which in my native just language, really, really <laughs> right, <laughs> well enough to get out of school. But it's your native language. Are you going to be like, oh, yes, let me pay you to read? <laughs> Doesn't happen. So I like I went, I jumped from job to job and did a lot of different things. And I worked in for profit education for a while, which was an eye opening experience because what level of for-profit education? Like Administration of admissions. For so private schools, schools or charter schools or? For universities. Okay. So I worked for a university in Florida that was a for-profit school. And I wasn't in the administrative of the admissions, but it's the administrative department mm-hmm. is admissions. Yep. So I worked 
I was just calling people and saying, hey, you need to go to this university, fill out your FAFSA, because that's going to get a lot of your payment done. And I do, what do you want to do? And blah, 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 blah. But it's, Were you at UCF? No, I was at, okay. I was right down the street from UCF. Okay. And I don't want to say their name. It's okay. You don't have to. be mad at me. You don't have to. But it's a for-profit school that focuses on the music industry and film and all okay. of that. And if you do a little research, you'll know what yep. school it is. But. I'm from Florida. I'm with you. Yep. <laughs> but it, you're on an auto dialer all day. You're like telling people who could, didn't get into university and didn't, aren't going to go to community college that they need to spend over $100,000 to leverage their life away. To leverage to, their life yeah. away. It's awful. Mm-hmm. It's awful. So that's got to make you feel like shit when you go home at night. It does. It does. <laughs> it doesn't allow you to sleep very like well. If you have scruples. Yeah. It doesn't allow you to sleep very well. Yeah. So I was like, all right. I left Florida. I came back home and I was floating around and did a couple of menial here, there jobs. And when I met my husband, I worked for my husband when I came back to North Carolina initially. <gasps> I know and we weren't even in like there was nothing between us because he when he's in work he is to the letter like he creates his rules and he it's his own system and he is not I was like, girl, I was just messing with you. You don't have to justify it. He's friendly but he when you work for him you know that like you're gonna follow the rules and that's the way it's gonna go. Mm -hmm. When he was married and had a kid there was nothing even there. So a couple years later I re-met him because I was working then at that point for Wake County Schools Mm -hmm. and doing, I don't know if you know this, but Wake County will rent out their facilities to 501c3s or, you know, Mm nonprofits so they can do, Castle can play on the soccer fields and the churches can use the auditoriums and the gyms for church service on Sunday and blah, 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 blah. So I was arranging, working for that department and doing school reservations which is not fulfilling. We, <laughs> jobs that we didn't know we would never want to have right. when we were a kid. It's let me be the one to take the reservations from community groups to uh, borrow the school. Right. <laughs> it's not every, I don't think it's anybody's dream job, but right. it was stable and I yep. had a daughter at that point. But I was like, God, I can't do this forever. Like I need to go find something else to do. So I went to a networking event <laughs> and I met, re-met Stephen there and he invited me to go for a walk in the morning one morning and I he thought that it was a date I did not think it was date Mm -hmm. and I was actually seeing somebody else at that point I thought we were going to be friends (laughs) you're like wait we were networking isn't that what we're doing right Right. (laughs) that's what I thought we were doing he's this is the best networking event ever (laughs) ever. (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) so once he told me that he thought it was a date and I was I said, no, that's not a date. Because if I had known that was a date, I wouldn't have gone on that date because I was already in a relationship with somebody else. Right. (laughs) That was not what I was going to do. So he was like, okay, let me just take you out on a real date. And so we went on a real date to Ruth's Chris when they do these fancy dinners and they Mm -hmm. do like the liquor reps come in and they say, here's five drinks. And the cooks go wild and they make the best food that they can make with these five drinks. And it was awesome. I got dressed up and I had my hair done and I had my nails done and I was on a real date. Yay! And so from after nine months after that, we were married because mm-hmm. I was sold. I was well, because like, it started out at Ruth's Chris. Come on, y'all. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you can only go up from there. <laughs> and you're like, right. the sky's the limit. Stephen can write so. a book. Start at Ruth Chris. Yes. Start at Ruth Chris. Yep. Yes. Bestseller. <laughs> Dating to win. Start at Ruth Chris. <laughs> well, yeah. And he told me at that point, he was like, I want to show you how you should be treated. And I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm listening. You've got my attention. Right. <laughs> you know? Oh my God. That's like a challenge. I want to show you how you should be. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Yes, mm-hmm. please. Yeah. So now. But that's his like persona. Are right? you like, 
like that's Steven, that, that's his persona. Like I want to show you how this should be done. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like in the ideal world of things, like people be treated with kindness. It sounds like there's no half-assed anything. No. And okay. he honestly, like of all the relationships I've been in, he's the first one that has really met me in the middle and been a complete supporter and complete, what do you want to do? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Instead of you can't do that, how are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. What are we like? It triggering he's genuine. It then. Yep. He is yes. He's yeah. It's a counterpart to where it's this is a partnership and like what I want to do. You're like the cheerleader, and what mm-hmm. you want to do, I'm the cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that has been amazing. So that is how we created Rockstar Connect. That's how we've done a lot of the other things that we've done, and we've got other things going in the works mm-hmm. right now. So when we met. And Rockstar Connect had not been formed yet. He was just doing his networking events. And I came and I said, oh, this is great. And they were really populated, but there was only one. And he was doing it every month. And it was a little stressful because there wasn't a system in place and there wasn't a way for it to be done really efficiently. There was somewhat of a system. But when we got together, he had shoeboxes of business cards. And I was like, what are you doing with these? Like, how do you know if you need a roofer who's come to your event how do you know which box he's in? Mm-hmm. You don't even know. Like, yeah. how are you going to find that? And he's like, just wait for them to reach out to me. I'm like, no, these have to be cataloged. So that was the start of it. We cataloged all the cards. We put them into a CRM. And then we had folks approach us who said, this needs to be more than one event. Like, you need to monetize this and make this popular. We said, okay, how are we going to do that? So we created a course and it's 12 hours, 10 sessions of this is how you do networking events from start to finish and everything that you need to do to book the venue and grow your network into every bit and piece of it. And people took it and they said, okay, this is fantastic, but it's a full-time job. I don't have the time for that. I already have a Mm full-time job. And if I train somebody to do, it would be, they could go off and do it on their own. And I am out Mm -hmm. an employee and all those skills. We said, all right. They, They asked if we could do it. And we said, all right, we've got a system. So why not? So we started off with five events. And last year we did 811 live events across the country. That's insane. Right. And I can, I'm very comfortable in saying like it, the whole Rockstar thing, like when I got into networking and I started looking like, Steven and the Rockstar thing totally intimidated the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. And me I, too. Like, stayed, I and I was like, <laughs> I can't, like, I didn't feel like it's, and don't start. I'm going to say something okay. and don't start. Okay. No coaching. I'm pointing at Sarah right now. <laughs> don't start. But at the time, anytime I thought about it, I was like in the imposter mm-hmm. syndrome. And I'm like, I'm not legitimate enough of a business to go and attend right. one of these events. I've mm-hmm. had that imposter system sis, sit up until like last week. I think. Yes. We'll go back to the fishing metaphors. Yes. It's like a bobber that like the, the fish will pull it down and it'll go away. And then it comes back up. Like and then it comes, it just, right. It's just what happens. Yeah. But, and the fish is your self-worth. Because you're felt, oh, look what we just did there. Yeah. It's like, I'll make it go away. And then it comes back up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or even self-doubt yeah. sinks. Yeah. Like a, and then it pops back up and then the doubt sinks. And, yeah. Yeah. and then you're like, oh, there's the doubt. Who am I? Why am I doing this? Am I worthy? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think you guys are describing like an STD outbreak. <laughs> I think that's the metaphor you're hunting for. You're fine. And then you're like, you're stressed out. You're like, dang it. <laughs> Thank you, Joe, for bringing us to the lowest possible metaphor level that's what you get here on girls who do stuff and we do not do those things that bring us the stds outlet outbreaks though let me tell you what 
Holy fuck. Thanks, so, not publicly anyway. Is that, it has to be one of your things that you say where you're like, our networking event, do you have a box that of all the people who have met at your network, networking events and then started dating got married? I have a record. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it's been, so two that I know of that are like, they met, they got married and one that is now have a ba- has, is having a baby in the next couple, couple weeks, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. That is. That's so exciting. <laughs> it's awesome. You're like, like we're like, not just helping businesses. Yeah. We're helping your love life. Yeah. I, yes. I want to not have the creepiness. Right. <laughs> like, totally if agree. I'm, oh, you can come find your mate. Do you know how many? No, creeper. No. Oh, oh, God. We have enough creepers yeah. that show up at some of these networking events that were just like. Mm, yeah, I remember right? when I first moved here and because I knew no one, like no one. And I attended all these different meetups and things like that. And I was like, oh, my God. It's exhausting. It is. This is like creeper central. And so then I just stopped doing co-ed ones and only did all female meetups. But that's a really good point though, is that I think one thing that you guys have done really well, and Steven did this in the beginning with his own networking events and what y'all have done really well with Rockstar, because Rockstar is national. Like it's not just here in the triangle, it's national. And it started with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty dope. And, but one of the things that y'all have been really smart about is that branding people know when they see it's a rock star event they know what to expect and it's because it's been branded really well Mm -hmm. and the the marketing's on point and and you know that it's going to be who handled that it was a team effort but steven is brilliant with it Mm -hmm. so and i can't take it's no it wasn't just me and steven that started it we also had our ceo nick chaffee who's a brilliant individual, young and driven and, and smart and awesome. He really initiated a lot of that marketing as well. And a lot of that brand recognition. He was, he and Steven really collaborated strongly on that together. He's the South Miami guy. No, he lives here in Raleigh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, I, but the, and you know what? I think this is a function now of all of these being virtual and you're one, you're thinking like I'm going through the catalog of everybody's virtual backgrounds in my head. Yes. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm like, who because yeah. it's it's highly possible that there's a photo floating out there of my host that I have not seen. Yeah, yeah. I try to stay. This is going to sound crazy, but I don't love Facebook. No, <laughs> like, I'm with you. I'm with you. And you know, I mean, our we have to use it because it gets the word out about the events, along with email and all the other avenues that we use. But I try to not engage entirely with Facebook because it's oh, it's a little soul sucking. Yeah, it's a little mm-hmm. poisonous. Yeah. It's yeah. a little emotionally yep. derailing from whatever you're actually trying to do. Right. Yep. So. Yep. I agree. And that's that's where I people will or who are hesitant about using social media platforms to grow their business and all. That, I'm like, you just use it intentionally. A fucking timer. Well, like it's not, like seriously. Like I I talk with my. I'm very excited about this. Apparently this morning that. No, you just, you set a timer or one of the, one of my favorite tips and y'all, you know, it's what I teach every single one of my clients when it comes to social media, if you want, if you need to use it for your business, if you need to use it for something, if you want to engage, even if you just want to use it for social, it's social at the get out, play a song, Mm -hmm. like turn on your Spotify, your Pandora, whatever, your iHeartRadio, put on a song, respond to as many things as you can for the duration of that song and then put it away when the song's over. Ooh, that's smart. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's well, legitimately like when you use it with intention, it becomes less emotionally draining. Then you get excited about it. Oh, let me see. You're able to disconnect that. Oh, every time I go on here, it's the time suck. It's a rabbit hole. It's a, right. it's, or it's all toxic. Or it's just like, you that's get where to I get stuck. pick and yeah. choose who you want to see. 
you can create your own echo chamber if you want. If you're not using it as the only place that you're getting your news, y'all, if you're using it as the only place you're getting your news, please expand your horizons. Please. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please. But you can use it intentionally and make it work for you instead of feeling like you're constantly a slave to the notification button on your phone. I don't even have that mess turned on because of that reason. Mm-hmm. And for me, my next threshold in my business is the next thing I want to farm out is social media. Mm-hmm. So like my next financial threshold, when I reach that, I'm like, I'm getting somebody to handle all of social media so that you'll stop yelling at me and glaring and my coach will stop being like, why are you not on Instagram? <laughs> and and it'll She's be done and I won't have to mess with it. I'm on Instagram, but I don't put, I, I, I had a sprint of like putting stuff on there, but I don't know. Maybe I missed the point. Instagram. Instagram's for pretty pictures. My coach is like, you're so good on video and you're so personable. You Mm -hmm. really need to do it. And I'm like looking at him feeling the vomit. All right. We have to have, (laughs) we're going to have a conversation (laughs) offline about this because you have a ready to go resource for this. My husband. (laughs) I've already discussed this with you. My next threshold. But that's what I'm saying. In the meantime. Okay. Because you're still going to have to do the content creation. And I don't know that. Your space is still going to have to be on the video, Sarah. I'll do the video. Like what I want in the (laughs) ideal world, and tell me if you are with me with this, because it sounds like we are like thinking on this, is I want the person to be like, Sarah, I now need you to sit here and make this video or a two minute video on whatever. And I'll be like, okay, I make it. I email it. Done. Okay. Yeah, that would be nice. And then they do their magic. That's fair. One of the things I think you guys do at Rockstar really well, because I'm similar to you, I don't want to spend a lot of time on social media because I think it's a time suck because you guys handle email really well. I'm working, I'm going to check my email. So I'll get a bunch of, and I've signed up from every email I own apparently for a Rockstar (laughs) because I'll get it like in every box that I open. It's like, oh, there's the thing, there's the thing. And, but when it's, when you're in the work mode and it's a work related thing, it doesn't feel so offensive Exactly. and I'm never going to find it on Facebook, but I'm curious, have you guys ever started thinking about using TikTok? No, because TikTok is for kids and it's from China. So no, I really fell down the rabbit hole over vacation. I downloaded that Joker and watched it for. I was like, "Are you?" Yeah, no. I deleted it when I got home, but that is a fun little thing. It's fun. The videos are cool, and I I've seen TikTok videos on other platforms. A lot of them make it over to the platforms that Mm -hmm. actually do consume, which is Reddit and so TikTok videos and Reddit is hilarious. Mm -hmm. By the way. But, yeah. but I don't interact with it. Directly. Yeah, it's not very right. professional yet, but they are starting to monetize it, which has made me ask the question because now people are buying ads like crazy on it. Whereas before you didn't see any ads. Well, they, we no. talk about banning it across the country too. Now they're Y'all, like, we're just going to TikTok off of these Please do. Yeah. yeah, please do. They should. Like it's Musical.ly. There was an issue with Musical.ly and y'all, it was just rebranded. If you didn't let your kids use Musical.ly four years ago, don't let them use TikTok now. They just changed the name. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. And yes, you can go down the rabbit hole, but we're Wait, gonna... and I want to talk about, are you using Reddit for your business? No. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, did I hear that? No, no. she's saying okay. TikTok videos land on. Gotcha. I got but, it yeah. now. No, it's when, I'm, when I need a brain break from all the other things that I'm yes. doing, I open Reddit and I scroll. I'm Sadie Harper with Southern Ambition, one of two businesses I own here in the Triangle, providing expert content strategy, copywriting, and editing services to businesses and authors. From web content to LinkedIn profiles, bios, blogs, and business letters, I structure your content to say what you need to say and connect with your clients. For authors, I'll make your manuscript submission ready with editing and arc development, then write your query letter so publishers will listen. Elevate your brand and save time and money by hiring a professional writer. Email me to discuss your needs at hello 
at southernambition-nc.com. So then what makes Rockstar events different? One is that they are free to attend Mm -hmm. and they are consistent. So they are, if you're every second Tuesday of the month, when we are doing live events, that's our, that's our schedule. And we're doing, we try to do them at the same place every month and they are casual. So there is no, there's nobody standing up front, taking up your attention and speaking and projecting the group and trying to sell. In fact, it's really not about selling at all. It's about making connections. Mm -hmm. So if I have people who come to the event, say with a clipboard, we tell them to turn around and go put the clipboard in their car. I don't want to see your clipboard in my event. Like we're here to have a drink together and meet each other and see Mm. who you are because that's, they're all in the evening. So every single rock star, every single rock star event is in the evening after work. So I can, as you're talking, I can feel my introvert anxiety increasing. I'm not making that shit up. I can, I'm just sitting here because I'm thinking, oh my God, there's this big room of all these people and they're just there to connect and they're having drinks. Oh my God, I have to find. If you ever want to come to one, you can sit at the check-in with me because I don't, I sit at the check-in table when I do the check-in. And when I went to the first one, I was terrified. I was like, oh my God, I have some social anxiety too. Like mm-hmm. right now I'm actually a little pink, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I was scared out of my mind and my husband's, oh, you'll do fine. You'll do great. And I'm like, I can't, I need to change my shirt. I can't handle this now. Cause it, like, it does. It feels like it's, I, no, that we, but, she needs to come to RTP and it'll yeah. just be me and Do, it'll be you, me, Dom and Heather. It does. Ha- right. I, that's the, honest <laughs> to God, the only way, and thank God, shout out Christine Wallors right. because the shift in my business came when Christine was like, because I was had a breakdown. I was crying. I'm like, mm. I'm working so hard and I don't understand. It's not working. And they were like, that's because you're doing everything behind your computer. They're like, how often are right. you networking? And I was like, the thought of that. And my husband will tell you. She's like I go, shaking inside right now thinking right, about it. Like I go into a group and if it's all unknown, I am the person who is scared scanning, watching, observing to find out who are my people Mm -hmm. before I go in to that. Mm -hmm. We are the same way. Yeah. And then once I have my people, it's all good. And I'm like, whoo, I can be me. And, but I'm not just going up in an event. And so Christine was like, Sarah, get a buddy. Like we can go together. And that's how I met Jenny and like, and Laura and it all, and Sarah Powell Mm -hmm. and it all worked out. It was beautiful. But you know what the first event was? Business and beers in Raleigh at the city club. Nice. Yep. <laughs> giant event of 250 people. Yeah, it was people. a giant event. And that <laughs> night, so that was a huge outside of my comfort zone, yep. big courage building leap for me. The universe rewards courage building. Yes, Because it does. that night, and I don't win things, y'all, Like, mm-hmm. but they did the little thing, and I won a free lunch at the city club. She did. And nice. I was like, what? I never win anything. Yep. But so see, listeners, the universe rewards courage it does. So stretch yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's because you're telling the universe what you want and then you're taking action to follow through. So, and even more than the free dinner, I, and, and the intro <laughs> Christine introduced us and it is really thanks to Christine because mm-hmm. that's, she directed me also in, in the networking ventures. But when we started within seconds of meeting that it was just magic fireworks, there were there. Um, that's what I'm like, there was something there was like, 
confetti and streamers and magic and fireworks and you know what I'm That's imagining? the greatest gift that networking can give yeah. right there is magic yeah. between mm-hmm. two people. And that's why we do it is that we get so disconnected with from each other. For, we're sitting behind computers and we're in offices with walls between us. And the only time we meet is when we go out for drinks or something. But you're like with your friend crew. You're not meeting anybody new. And then it's becomes it at a rock star event. Sorry to interrupt. It was no, at please. a rock star event that Heather Davis, who was on our show, Dominic's fiance, Dominic Battistella, who was also on our show, but it was at a rock star event where she and I were talking at, and she, that's where she suggested that we do the mm-hmm. live event. Mm-hmm. And that's also where I heard her story for the first time. And I was like, you have to come on girls to do stuff. So now that we're going down the rabbit hole, yeah. it really is amazing. The things, the magic that is born from that. The magic for you was your marriage and this amazing business. Mm-hmm. The magic for us was this union, mm-hmm. this amazing platform for the podcast and all the people. Like, so when you really do think about it, mm-hmm. the payoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all are convincing me. That's why we do it. <laughs> so that has kept us going through all of this past couple months has been nuts. It's been crazy. You don't know where... Who knows where we're going to land when all of this comes out in the end, but that magic happens and continues to happen and will continue to go on and whether we're doing it virtually or whether we're doing it in person, that keeps me going. Mm -hmm. Like I'll go through anything to keep that happening because it means a lot. It's increasing the intrinsicness of the positivity in the world. Like it's not me. It's for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful to be able to be a part of it and to have organized organized it. I was like, you can own that girl. You can be yes. like, I Take started ownership. this. Like, yes. don't hesitate yeah. that. Well, okay. So initially when it started, it was Stephen and Nick and I was, Stephen and I were already married. And so I, when it started, I wasn't on the, like the paperwork or anything. I was like, okay, we need a system. And so I built the system and I was helping and helping. And now I'm like, the other half of running it. Yeah, I'll take credit for that. Yes, yes. girl. <laughs> Own that shit. Yes. Yeah. Own it. And it's a really strong, like I said, it's a strong brand. Y'all made the pivot really well to virtual. And it was either sink or swim on that one. Yeah. And I said this to Stephen when all this first started and we started doing virtual events. I said, all right, this is like trying to build an atom bomb while piloting a cruise ship around, like turning it around in harbor. Mm-hmm. It's not impossible, but it's really damn hard. Yeah. It's really hard. So we're going to get it done, but I might look insane on the other end. <laughs> how, does we it, did it. how does it work virtual? Because in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my God, that's a really loud Zoom. It is. Well, it, it's okay. So the, the first few were really loud <laughs> Zooms. <laughs> But now we there have a, a system. Curve. Yeah. 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 We realized really quickly that it has to be structured. Otherwise it's a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now that there is a, a schedule and we do a, a part one and a part two, and this actually comes from a event that Steven had done even before he had created his evening networking event, he had been doing events at the bookstore that he used to own which before he had gone into all of this and done networking and had become a real estate agent, which he is also a real estate agent. Um, He had owned bookstores and had done networking events at the bookstore. And during the last recession had started an event called success is contagious. Mm -hmm. And he, it was really like people coming out early in the morning and sharing their successes when everything felt like it was falling to pieces. Mm -hmm. 
And so that gave way, and Success is Contagious is just a great name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so now we use the structure of that, which is tell everybody who you are and what you do in your success. And then we're going to focus on an issue that's come up that we can all work on solving. Mm-hmm. And so now that's evolved into we now have questions that we get to know you better, mm-hmm. you know, of... Which then builds that no trust. Mm-hmm. Right. And then because as people get to know you, they get to like you and they get to, and it's about the consistency of showing up and hearing the successes and, and making those connections and having other people on the Zoom that can also like help guide you if you're looking, like they can see if you're looking lost and you can be like, hey, I heard you did this great thing, whatever. Why don't you talk about that? I think right. just the practice of itself of sharing successes that within itself is huge yes. because people just like you did you were like and I um help and like, <laughs> no for, oh, right. I'm a partner and made right. this shit work mm-hmm. without my system it wouldn't be as good you know That's what I true. mean and so just having I do that with every client at the beginning we share what are your successes this week what were your wins mm-hmm. is what we call it and it gets them in the practice of one recognizing it and seeing them and training their brain for that and then two owning it of, hey, that is a success. Mm-hmm. And I am going to own that so that you can internalize it versus being all like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and it's a hard lesson because because we're not taught to celebrate and, and because reward ourselves for right. those milestones. It's like oh, you're being arrogant. No, I'm not being arrogant. Like arrogance means I think I'm better than somebody. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but, but I think shouting yeah. your accomplishments from the rooftop shouldn't be conceived as arrogant as at all but it feels it's weird it feels arrogant like in your heart you're like oh I don't even like you haven't achieved maybe and like you're I don't know if you're a little I'm a little a bit of an empath so I'm like considering my audience as I'm saying these things and okay maybe you haven't done those things and I don't want to overshadow you or don't want to be like, oh, right. look at how awesome I am. Awesome. You are. Yeah. <laughs> you are pretty awesome. Like, yeah, and we all and are. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's hard. And I own think your it's gift. own your gift. Yeah. And I think it's the difference between because I feel like you can own your gift and say, this is where I was successful. And then it's not taking away from somebody else. It's modeling that they can own their gifts too. And when you say it, when it has gratitude to me, that's when it's like, there is no arrogance mm-hmm. to that. Like when you are grateful for it and you're not saying I'm better than somebody right. else, we are, you're here. just happy about it. Yes. You can be happy about things and not worry about how that's impacting. We have no problem yeah, owning people. our freaking mistakes. We will mm. talk all the time about the shit we screwed up on. Why can't we talk about the shit we right. did good? Absolutely. Yes. So there's the success of Rockstar mm-hmm. and then you've got other stuff going on now. I do have other stuff going on now. So the other things. So I recently finished at the end of June, finished uh, the real estate class for pre-licensure. So I will be a real estate agent as soon as I take the test, which will be in the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. which is fun. So because of that, we are have Stephen and I are starting another company called Carefree, tentatively called Carefree Closings, where we do contract to close paperwork and calendar reminders and all of that fun stuff for other agents because mm-hmm. some of them need it mm-hmm. yes <laughs> they need the systems help right systems because again help. like you're put out in the world as a business and then but not right help, yeah not taught how to actually do the business <laughs> so right now i'm building that system and that'll be we'll get started on that here in the next couple couple weeks and i'm also part of a nonprofit that is getting off the ground right now called ahead which is assistance housing education and acumen for the formerly deployed so it's the intent is to pick up where other services leave off and fill try to fill in that gap of people in need. And I, my word, I hate seeing 
veterans suffering because they've given, they've Mm -hmm. risked everything Mm -hmm. for our freedom and we've let them stay on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. And it makes me mad. Yep. So. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. I was going to say, there's a lot of gaps that you can fill in. There are a lot of gaps. (laughs) There are. There are a lot of gaps. And obviously you can't address everything. You can't serve. I mean, you can't be everything to everybody, but certainly we can help. Yep. Mm-hmm. For most of the people who are homeless, there's a reason they became homeless. Sometimes it's, I just don't want to live in a house. Yeah. And that is something that I ran into a lot, actually, at the VA. There were a lot of vets who were so overwhelmed with the stress of whatever they experienced mm-hmm. in their time, whether it was in Vietnam or OEF or the Enduring Freedom or Iraqi Freedom that they were living in a trailer on somebody else's property and educating the physicians like, hey, they have that right yeah, to go live back to where they were, even if there is no power, even mm-hmm. if there is, they have a plan of how they, and they're living successfully. It just right. so happens they got sick. I mean, the guy that was living in the woods in upstate New York was not ideal in the winter, but. Exactly. And people live in tiny houses all the time. Why are we? Right. right. And we're all like, oh my God, that's so amazing. They're in a they tiny house. They have fucking HGV, right, HGTV exactly. shows all exactly. about the tiny houses. Exactly. And you can't just let somebody be like, I don't know, like these savior complexes sometimes I think. Get or in the like way the, of, what we think they should be doing right. versus what's in alignment for them. And maybe they're like, yo, the thought of having four walls closing in on me increases my PTSD. So I'd rather right. live in the woods and off the grid. Thanks. Yep. Here's right. my yurt. Please leave me yes, alone. Basically. Right. Yeah. So I just want to help. Where the help is needed and not trying to force it on anybody, but I know that there's help needed. Like I know that people need the help. So mm-hmm. we're going to, I've got a good crew um, with me on that. We've got a, actually a tiny house builder who's really cool mm-hmm. and a nurse and an architect and a lovely lady who does grants and all of these things. So it's a really good team mm-hmm. that we're building and We'll just see it get off the ground. I imagine the next six months you'll see us. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's super fun. Cool. Are you ready for a lightning round? I am always ready for a lightning round. Mm. All right. So we're just going to rapid fire some questions at you. Sure. The first thing you think of is what you go with. Okay. What is the first thing you do in the morning? Open my phone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Me too. Not me. I love Facebook memories. I know, but that's not the first thing I do. I get up, I go make coffee. I make it a point to not pick up my phone for at least 15 minutes after I've woken up. I'm, that's what we're supposed to. We're supposed that's a to really not. good habit. Yeah. I need to make myself not do that. Yeah, I try to like plug in my phone. Sometimes I won't even look at it for the first two hours. I have no shame. I'm like, no, that's what works for me. I should leave it out in the other room and then <laughs> no, I might it's... actually get out of bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not a morning person, so I tend to wake up fairly early and then stay in bed because I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. You ease into it. I ease into the day. Yeah. And then I'm all, like, I'm going all day and then, you know, into the evening, but yeah. I yeah. ease into it. Yeah. And then there's times like I'll, like once I get my coffee started, I let the dog out, I can like get my coffee started and then I can like, I feel comfortable. But even then I won't, I try to like keep it disconnected and oh, I wonder what's on lightning deals on Amazon today. Like I don't. <laughs> I'm sure it keeps your mentality in a better shape. Probably. It's, like, it's a necessity. It's a much better start to a day. Probably. It is a necessary habit. Yeah. Because I think I'm going to have to adopt that. (laughs) Or Candy Crush for 20 minutes. I'm cool with it. Like, again, no shame. It's just I purposefully don't open that door to business and work and people. Oh, I don't do business and work that early in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, that was the problem. Yeah. Is that I would jump right into it and I can't. Yeah. Yeah. It was not good for my mental health. Yep. I need to follow that lead, I think. (laughs) 
things you take away from girls who do stuff. Yep. Hope that helps. <laughs> helps me. It helped one person. It did. That's all. Yeah. Let it help you too. Exactly. Right? Don't pick up your phone in the morning. <laughs> if it helped you. Yep. There you go. What has been the best advice you have ever been told? Oh my God. I know I've gotten some really good advice. I've gotten some really terrible advice. Can I tell you the worst yes, advice? Yes, yes, yes. So one of, and this was well-intentioned, okay, and came from a really good place. But my dad told me when I went into college to just do what you love. And we've already talked a little bit about this. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I love to read. And I'm going to go do <laughs> Not good advice. <laughs> do what you love that but you can live monetize. off of. If you do, if you... Find a way to marry your strengths with something You're, that makes right. you money. Yeah. Exactly. And that was the missing piece, right? right? Like yeah. the, like you could just go be a starving artist, but you'll be starving. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, yeah. Yeah. There's other ways. What do you geek out about? Plants. You do have a lot of plants in there. I have a ridiculous That's amount of plants. <laughs> orchids. Really. I have, I don't know, probably 50 varieties of orchids and over 100 plants and 100 orchids in my house. And then, what? Yeah. So there's usually, so usually on the in virtual my mind, rock stars. Like, I just like plants. And I was like, oh. Usually on the rock stars, if Steven's the face and Sarah's always on, but it's the, the picture, like the photo for rock star, she's not usually on. But when she is, and you, I think it's like in your living room or whatever, yeah. like all you see behind are like plants. plants. And that's actually our really overgrown backyard. But I do have, I have racks of growing systems. Like in my office, there's this three-tier rack of orchids that are have grow lights in them and drip trays and a watering system. Yeah. And then we also have a three-tier arrow garden that grows. So it's a hydroponic growing system. Yep. And it'll grow any pretty much anything that doesn't have a taproot and that can sit with wet feet. So that's basil and tomatoes and all kinds of, you can hmm. grow almost anything. It's like the Juice it. Plus Tower Garden. Yes. Right? Yes. Crazy. So it's wild. And then I have lots of other houseplants because I like living in green things. Interesting. <laughs> yep. Welcome to the rainforest. Welcome to the rain. It's pretty much like welcome to the rainforest. <laughs> Do you have dehumidifiers all over the house so you don't get wood rot? No. <laughs> Didn't think that far. Thanks a lot. Well, the, the air conditioning system has a humidity controller in it, so I don't worry about it. <laughs> if it starts to get a little humid, we'll turn it down, but they're pretty self-contained systems. Like the orchids have a clear shelf or a clear liner around them, so mm -hmm. it pretty much stays. Like I've just hung a shower curtain from mm -hmm. the wire. Out. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. What does success look like to you? Success to me on a micro level, getting things done and checked off my list. So if I have started off my list and it's carried over from the day before, I don't know if you use bullet journaling. Do you guys use bullet journaling? Okay. So this thing is amazing. You start off with like your checklist for the day and whatever you don't complete for that day, you move on to the next day. It's compartmentalized. It's all on paper and you, it sinks in your brain when you're, cause you're writing it down. And so if I have things that carried over from the day before and I am able to check those and whatever's stop stacked up on my day, if I can mm -hmm. check it all off and then still have time to breathe, mm -hmm. that's a success mm -hmm. on a daily level. Yep. On a larger level, success is knowing that what I'm doing is making a difference. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful to hear from you guys that you are benefiting from it. Cause yes. it's, it's not often that you get to hear the really good things. You hear when you're running a business and when you're doing things, people will always tell you what's wrong. Mm -hmm. They'll get frustrated or whatever, and they'll reach out and say, I didn't know the parking. I didn't know you've mm -hmm. got whatever their complaints are. 
but it's rare that somebody reaches out and says, keep doing what you're doing because you are, we really benefit from this. Mm -hmm. What you say is so true. And to the point that I then have either a folder on my computer and an actual box and I call it my boost box. And so when that happens, if I get a card or something like that, I'll put it in there. And so on the days where it's like, oh my God, why am I doing this? (laughs) I haven't, it sucks. Yeah. Or nobody likes me. They're not responding to my emails or whatever. Then I'll be like, let me just look at this email that somebody sent that was like, yep. hey, you were, you helped us. And I'm like, okay. Isn't that wild when you get the feeling that nobody likes you because they're not responding to emails? How twisted is that? <laughs> like they don't, and like, I get that feeling too. And I'm like, why is nobody, like, what did I do? Am I, today is my day that nobody likes me? For me, it's more because <laughs> like right now, Woolen and I are doing our drip emails. And so I spent all this time writing these thoughtful emails that have value and tips. And I was like, I'm really proud of these emails. And then my next immediate thought was son of a bitch, people better open up these damn emails because I just spent weeks on it. But that's where I get in trouble is then if because it has like a 1% open rate. You have to disconnect, have to disconnect <laughs> yeah. the emotion, hire a copy editor or copywriter so that you're able to disconnect from I'm hiring social media first. Okay. <laughs> If you All would right. like to live in this space where you are emotionally connected to how much to your open rate of emails, I'm just letting you know. So there's that error. There's a way out. Oh, you guys, that really is like legit. This is like professional That's stuff amazing. going on. We yeah. might have to You're post have to her share picture them so that we yes. can. Okay, so we can post yeah. it for the listeners. I will. And then there's a big, huge philodendron that's sitting in my. It is. Are you bumping into plants when you're, are they brushing up against you and caressing you as you walk through your house? Some are. This guy is. Okay. This guy. Yes. We brought him into the house and he said, Femies. He's (laughs) massive. It's a big old uh, white bird of paradise and it just is 10 feet tall and just spreads itself out. And actually it was hard. It's hard to even find a place for it because it really is in the way no matter where it is. That's That's amazing. That's awesome. What keeps you up at night? My kids worrying about what is going to happen in the next month, year, 10 years. Mm -hmm. Because the world is so swiftly changing. Mm -hmm. Nothing is the same as it was when I was a kid. And I don't even know. It's hard to even know what the best thing. I don't know if you guys have. I have a 10 year old. So when she was little, everybody was like, keep them off screens. And like, good luck. Yeah. (laughs) Good luck. So now she's got an iPod and whatever, and they've been out of school for so long. And now what is that doing to their brains? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go to virtual school. And this next year, we're going to have a week in school and two weeks out of school. That's more screen time mm-hmm. and more virtual stuff. And more like these kids are going to be droids by the time they get to be adults. And I didn't stop. It, it well, keeps me up. Like, yeah, what, are yeah. we, I think, like I what are to, the impact it's going to have yeah. on the kids? Yeah. I try mm-hmm. to keep it in my, in front of mind though, that this is a season. Like even it if is. it lasts for 24 months, it's still a season and we can undo and maybe not undo, but reframe after mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. even like Roblox and things like yeah. that, like they get so invested in it. it's their own. They they create a world yeah. in it's that emotional these... connection with what's on the outcome. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So what does that do? You know, if, if when they get together with friends, that's the games that they're playing. This is how I rationalize it in my brain. I'm like, it's Legos, but online. It's Legos, but online. So they're still yeah. using their imagination mm-hmm. and they're creating and they're proud. Yeah, and they have this like Minecraft crop. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. my boys do Minecraft. Mm-hmm. I will say we do have, they have restrictions and they know there is no 
screen time between you know right, this yeah. hour to this hour and we do set screen time limits and all that but yeah but, but i then do I still wonder have that. like my there's a fear too of who else is in the game ours is not the online because i am i'm right. like hell no right for that shit so when their friends are like can i find you i'm like no you can't because his mess is not online it's totally yeah it's, it's right yeah i know he only plays if you're in our house and so now they facetime their friends and do it that yeah. way where the phone is like sitting there and they're like, look at mine. No, look at mine. And I'm like, <laughs> that's a smart Sorry. way to do it. Mm-hmm. Sarah from Pandora's box. She's already, already online and in the world. And <laughs> it's a very upsetting thing for her when it like doesn't go well. And I'm like, just turn it off mm-hmm. and go do something else. Let's play a game or do a mm-hmm. puzzle or something. And it's mm-hmm. so we, emotionally we invested. That was our way out. Is that now like we got a dog too, but the dog loves me. The dog is always on my side. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is Backfire. so attached to me. Right. That, like, and she'll Nicholas tolerate going like, and sleeping in Evie's room, but mostly yeah. she's Nicholas right is like here. so excited about the dog that he, and like he wants her to play and, and she one day I'll tell the story of poor Ruby Sue, but like she has no idea. Like she, <laughs> bless her heart. She's just so, she was not in her first year of life exposed to these things. So uh, like she's learning and she's, and so like she'll chase the ball and then forget to bring it back mm-hmm. or she'll bring it back and drop it halfway or she'll just lay down <laughs> or, but he's to, so totally into it now that I'm like, yes, finally, if I had known this was all it was going to take. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Have you yeah. guys noticed with your kids on the screen time issue that the online courses that they're doing are about the dangers of screen time. Yeah. yeah. And it's breeding the sense of constant guilt yep. right. in yes. your kids for being on the screen. And they're like, <laughs> but I'm supposed mine, to go to yeah. school. Right. But school's telling me screen's bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm leaning towards homeschool this year. I we, really am. we just had that conversation this morning because I was like, I love the teachers and the staff at our school and I refuse mm-hmm. to put them at risk. Right. And I moved so, to where I am so I could be in the school. Exactly. That like, she's in. But... I think a year of homeschool would do her good, especially because there's so much stuff in school that they don't get taught. These kids are barely learning how to write cursive. They should be learning all the things, the skills, like writing a letter and mm-hmm. reaching out to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, life skills that are just are not so there. Are you going to do the Wake Virtual Academy or are you going to do homeschool? I might actually do homeschool because the Virtual Academy is still an obligated amount of screen time. And so then, because here... But you can supplement on top of that. Like, you right, can yeah. have them in the virtual school. And, and then, then are you bringing somebody into homeschool? Are you doing the homeschool? I think I'll probably bring in a math tutor. Math is not my strong suit. Mm-hmm. Okay. But otherwise, between Stephen and I, we know the history and language and lots of dynamic stuff. So I think that... Yeah, we've been talking about that I haven't made the too. final decision yet, but... Gotcha. I got to do it. Well, and then I'm worried... By tax day, I like, think, is the deadline, right? For Wake right. County Schools. And then some, if you do homeschool for the year, then you lose your slot at the at your school and so if it's capped or whatever then the next year you can't get back in and then oh, oh my what? god no they didn't say that you might want to look into that i'll look at the email oh. again but i thought they had said it was not going to impact that at all they if said you it in the virtual school in oh, the virtual, virtual school that's yeah if you, you have home to school the, you're that's different. Yeah, taking you look, them out because you're unenrolling them correct yeah uh-huh. so, correct. so it might be virtual school then because i really right. like the school that yeah, she's that's in the concern right. But the virtual, so what, and one thing, thing that's happening. So that's what keeps me up at night. Yeah. I, yes. <laughs> and I think another cool thing that's happening is that we're seeing in spaces like here at Vibe, where we record, there we're actually talking about finding tutors and bringing in for like small groups of six kids at a time and setting them up in a room. Like community school. Yeah. Yes. Social distancing so that they're all on virtual academy, but it's still proctored and parents can come in and get work done. And yeah, that's I great. love that. Yeah. yeah. 
So I, do I think, think we're going to be doing something like that here. I do think that, too, that there should be a little bit more of a conversation about the classical parts of education that's not happening in school right now because there's so many there's so many different kids and so many different needs in public schools that really you learn the very basics of math and science and blah, 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 but you really don't understand until you start educating yourself why all that stuff is important. Mm -hmm. You really don't have a foundation in philosophy to know why history happened like that Mm -hmm. or even the nuances of the history that you're learning about. You gloss over Facts. Big, huge wars yeah. mm-hmm. and changing of yeah. empires and blah, 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 blah. I mean, there's but a reason why? we need to the whitewashing it. of history. Right. We need to connect it to things. Yeah. Right. Yep. So love it. I love the classical conversations. I think that's a really fantastic curriculum about, you know, philosophy and history and, and really the depth and breadth of all mm-hmm. of these things. And it goes into anatomy and all these really detailed stuff. But not all kids can learn like that. So they don't teach it in public. It's not a part of the public curriculum because kids would not get past They'd hit a stumbling block and half the kids would stop and it mm-hmm. would just take too much time and it's not feasible. <laughs> Alrighty, so how can people find you? So Rockstar Connect is amazingly has the domain and the copyright for its name. We traveled back in time to get that. So it's <laughs> rockstarconnect.com. You can give us a call if you want to chat with me. Our number is 800-205-2327. It'll most likely be me that answers the phone because... I love to talk to people and tell you about what we do. Awesome. I am on Facebook with all three names, Sarah Clark Elliott, <laughs> if you want to check me out. And yeah. yeah. Cool. And Carefree Closings is also carefreeclosings.com. Yep. In the works. Cool. Yeah. That's love awesome. it. And one day we will get back to in-person networking yes. and we can see Sarah's shoe collection. Yes. Oh. Yeah. For your event. Because these kick-ass shoes that she's wearing today, which y'all can't see, but yep. I'll take a picture and post them on. They're pretty the awesome. Yep. I the have a video. special love we for shoes. I have a love for shoes. I have a, a like an Imelda Marcos collection. It's ridiculous. It's If I were to put, I've, in our old townhouse, I had it up on the wall and it was floor to ceiling on those floating Ikea shelves of one back, one forward, like just yep. across the wall. Because when you're courting and you're getting gifts, I would rather have gifts that I could actually use, which is actually what started the orchid collection too. My husband was bringing me when we were dating cut flowers and I would just sit and watch cut flowers yep. die. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which I, killed me. Yes. <laughs> so I was yes. like, just bring me live plants. Right. And like, the kids love to bring me flowers. And so my husband will only go to Trader Joe's and get like the long lasting like yeah. bouquets that will last for two weeks because I'm like, why are you wasting your money on fucking flowers that are going to die. So shoes and flowers, that's what I got when we were dating. So now I have a a big shoe collection, but it kills me to walk around. And I know that comfort is key. We should probably not be slaves to fashion and whatever. I'm barefoot right now because comfort is that key. (laughs) Comfort is key. But when we go to like, when you go to an event, I miss the days and I wish I was alive in like the mid century, the mid 20th century because it dresses and shoes. Mm -hmm. And I just, I want to flounce around the house in a big poofy dress and be Fucking amazing all the time. Yep. Except right. you'd be wearing a corset. Yeah. Or a really pointy bra. <laughs> like, how's the corset any different than the Spanx I have on right now? Like, when you think about it. It's quite less comfortable. <laughs> They're boned. <laughs> they Ooh. were boned corsets. Like, they took rib bones. Anyway. All, all right. right. We digress again. Okay. All right. So, find Sarah and Stephen Elliott on rockstarconnect.com. If you can't find a local Rockstar event to you, call them. Yeah. And make it happen. Absolutely. Because We'd y'all, love they- to have you have as a host and having events in your area. Mm -hmm. we'd love to do them everywhere and it spreads goodwill and it gets your name out into the community 
which as the host of an event, if you were hosting an event, your name is front and center and promoted with every single event that we do. Yep. And you might meet the love of your life or your business bestie and not even know it. And at the very least, you get out of the house and you have a drink and you meet new people, Mm -hmm. which we all at this point need to do. Absolutely. (laughs) All righty. Thank you again so much for being here today. I appreciate you guys. And y'all go find us on iTunes and give us a rating because that helps other people find us. And we appreciate you listening. I am Jenny Mitchley. I am Sarah Madras. And And you you do you, you, boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.